What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Baseball Connection. As usual, if you're listening to this, you are a real one because um, you're here on a weekend when you could be listening to something else. But we will recap some of the top moments from yesterday. A lot of buzz right now around you, Darvish. He's boosting his Cy Young credentials. So we're at the point in the season where you know about 40 games in for most clubs. So that's two-thirds of the way through the season. So we're getting a lot of that chatter for award buzz. Who's going to be MVP? Who's going to be Cy Young? The Rookie of the Year awards, things of that nature. So with you, Darvish's start yesterday, he he's been getting a lot of Cy Young chatter. But with his start yesterday, he pushed himself to the front of that conversation for the National League. He was perfect through five, and then on the night he allowed just one hit, with eleven strikeouts in seven innings pitched. One hit, eleven punchouts. So, yeah, this dude definitely is the front runner for the National League Cy Young right now. Um, he's helping the Cubs, and he's fulfilling every bit of his potential. Everything that the Cubs wanted when they signed this guy that they didn't see for the first two years or so when they signed him. Two, I don't know how long he's been there. Two years? Three years? So, yeah, it's been two years because, um, yeah, 2018 and 19 because of injuries and things like that. Now he's finally putting it all together because he's healthy. He was really good the second half of last year, and he's just carried that in to this year. He's looked really good. 11 punchies yesterday against the Cardinals. Um, I mean, 17 out of 22 first pitch strikes. He was just commanding the strike zone um, as well as we've seen him do. And um, he, was just, he was just doing really well. Uh, so he's had seven starts of six-plus innings pitched. And one or no runs allowed this year. Uh, that that just hasn't been done very much through the first 40 games of a season. Um, the last time that was done was Irvin Santana in 2017. So what we're seeing from you, Darvish, right now is Cy Young caliber stuff, and the Cubs definitely appreciate it. Uh, he he outdueled Jack Flaherty yesterday. It was a four to one victory for the Cubs over the Cardinals, and. Yeah, it was Chicago's 23rd win of the season. So when the playoffs begin, you can definitely expect to see you Darvish take the bump for game one for the Cubbies. Going out to L.A., the Dodgers are the first team to 30 wins. They tied their best 40-game start uh, ever. They they win 30 of their first 40 games. That's you know obviously a 750 win percentage. They also extended their win streak to six. They got home runs from, well, they swatted five homers on the night. Uh, but in the eighth inning, they had a five-run eighth inning that they used to turn the game around thanks to homers from A.J. Pollock, Jock Peterson, and Mookie Betts. Um, and uh, that helped turn the game around after they had fallen behind on a Kevin Pillar grand slam in the top of the eighth. But you saw before that, Will Smith homered in the seventh, and then Max Muncy homered in the first. I mentioned A.J. Pollock homering yesterday. I do want to talk about him. He's having a, a pretty solid year. You know, this is someone who has always been hurt. He's just perpetually injured that I kind of just faded him. I don't never really cared to talk about A.J. Pollock because he's never healthy. Um, he hasn't played a full season since 2015. He's, he's always missing like 50 games, and last year he missed half the season. But, you know, this year, he's he's been healthy all year, and he's looked pretty good. Um, that's why they got this guy. He's, he's hitting for an 843 OPS right now. 
uh, which is, you know, as as good as you can expect from him. His career high is an 865. His career OPS is an 806. So he's, he's doing really well. Um, and, and he's saying the ball obviously plays center field for them. So, uh, you know, that's that's all you can really ask for. Um, now that now that I'm thinking about it, if he's playing center field, I wonder how the Dodgers are lining up out there with Mookie and Mookie and uh, Bellinger. It must be that AJ Pollock is playing left field. Let's check the box score. Okay, so yesterday they started Pollock in center, Peterson in left, and Mookie in right. So what do they do when Bellinger is in the lineup? I am checking right now, ladies and gentlemen. So Bellinger was at first the day before. Betts in right. Chris Taylor in center, Peterson in left. This is typical Dodgers. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna scroll through all these and I'm gonna find out that they they just have a different lineup every day. This is the the, the Dodgers mix and match all the time. They've been doing this for years. They have like two different lineups depending on who's pitching, and they just like get guys abs. That, that's what it looks like. So yeah, a couple of days ago, Pollock was in center with Mookie in right, Chris Taylor in left, but Bellinger sat. So is it that they they that they just never have all those guys in the lineup at the same time? That must be it. It's impossible to to play all of. I mean, unless you obviously put AJ Pollock in left field. You know, you, you're not gonna put um, you know Bellinger, Betts, Pollock, you know, in, in the outfield unless you have let's say um, you know Chris Taylor on the bench, Jock Peterson on the bench. You know, things like that. So this is just the typical Dodgers uh, conundrum. Yeah, so I'm looking right now, August 30th. They went with Betts at DH, Bellinger first base, Pollock center, Peterson right field, Chris Taylor left field. Yeah, so they're just mixing and matching. It seems like Mookie's the one guy who's always sticking in right field if he's in the outfield. He's not moving off of right. And then Pollock is always sticking in center field if he's in the lineup. What they're doing is that they're moving Bellinger to first base occasionally. And then, um, you know, left field will be Chris Taylor or Jock Peterson. That seems to be what they're doing um, pretty frequently. So thank you for joining me on my little uh, adventure to understand the Dodgers rotation, like their, um, you know, the outfield rotation. But yeah, that's, that's what they're doing. So the Dodgers are, um, you know, 30, 30 wins out of 40 games, 750. But don't let this fool you. The Dodgers do this every single year. They're 30 and 10. They do this every year. We talk about, oh, is this finally their year? And they go to the postseason and they choke. And I think one thing that doesn't get enough attention is the fact that the reason they choke in the postseason is largely due to mismanagement. Dave Roberts has mismanaged the Dodgers' bullpen especially each of the last two years uh actually i want to say each of the last three years i, I vividly remember him mismanaging it against houston in 2017 but obviously the astros are cheating so fine you, you can you can you can uh give him a break there but last year he mismanaged it against the nationals letting clayton kershaw stay out there you know after kershaw uh, came in the game got the outs they let him start a fresh inning and then lo and behold Anthony Rendon and Juan Soto greet him with back-to-back -back bombs when he shouldn't have been he shouldn't have been pitching at that point. But I digress. I have really gone off on a tangent here, but hey, it's this is baseball connection and we're still talking about baseball. So who really cares? 
as long as we are talking about baseball, right? So I, I, I have not been impressed with the way the Dodgers were managed in the postseason each of the last couple of years, and, and I, don't, I don't see that changing. I, I don't think Dave Roberts has what, it, what it, has what it takes to manage a team to a World Series victory. He's shown it time and time again that he's just not competent. Anyway, so the question of whether or not it's the Dodgers' year, I feel like it's the same old, same old. They're going to get to the postseason, and they'll lose in the postseason. That's just what, we, what we've come to expect. Moving off of that, so we're talking about MVP talk, award talk, things like that. Well, Fernando Tatis Jr. is 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 receiving more attention for the NL MVP. This dude hit another home run yesterday. He's leading the major leagues. He's tied with Mike Trout for 14, with 14 home runs for the major league lead. They both homered yesterday to hit their 14th homer. It's like neither of them can separate from each other. So you have Trout leading the American League, Tatis leading the National League. They're both tied. Two for five with a double yesterday um and then uh you know machado also went back to back with tatis with a home run yesterday against oakland the padres the padres get a seven nothing victory at the coliseum this was tatis's return to the leadoff spot for the first time in three weeks they had put him down at number two and now they're just jump-starting their offense and i, I like that i was i like that new age lineup that we see these days where they just put guys as a as a fire plug right at the beginning and they sorry as a spark plug right at the beginning and get things going i didn't mention mike trout he so he homered yesterday he tied tim salmon for most home runs ever in angels franchise history 299 he, he's tied tim salmon with one more home run mike trout is going to hit number 300 that is a huge milestone he's 29 years old remember that 29 years old and already about to hit 300 homers um yeah <laughs> it's it's impressive obviously we're watching one of the greatest players of all time and it's, it's exciting and one cool thing about this season i guess is that with no fans every single player is getting their home run balls back if they want you know any any milestone ball that's hit they can get the ball back easily they don't have to you know bribe a fan with with merchandise or anything or, or signatures or or, or or jerseys anymore so that's pretty cool. Acuna Jr., Ronald Acuna Jr., this dude hit three bombs in two games yesterday. His first bomb was a leadoff home run in game one where he thought he flew out to center field. I was watching this live, actually, and the ball just kept carrying and it left the yard. He threw the bat down in disgust, and next thing you know, he's rounding the bases. He hits another home run later. I mean, he was just peppering center field all day long, dead center, and he was just, just yeah doing Acuna things. He has seven dingers in the last 10 games. Uh, so that leadoff homer he hit in the game one was a 17th career leadoff homer. Um, that's, I believe that's the most. Um, yeah, that actually tied for the most, tied for the most uh, for a Braves leadoff hitter um, with Felipe Alou. So his next leadoff bomb will put him alone in first place. Jose Abreu extended his hit streak to 18 games with the White Sox jumping back into first place. They got a 7-4 victory over the Royals at Kauffman Stadium, but there were actually no home runs, just 14 hits. You know, this is a White Sox team that we've seen hit many home runs, but they just decided to get a bunch of hits yesterday. Three hits from Eloy Jimenez yesterday, uh, leading the charge in that front. Nice victory. White Sox back in first place, doing special things this year. But 
those will be the main highlights we're going to cover from yesterday. Obviously, nice Saturday slate of games, so you know, enjoy that. But if you guys enjoyed this, please share it with someone who would be interested. And we'll see you next time on Baseball Connection.